Well, good morning, everyone. I trust you are all well. Uh, today we're continuing our conversation about worship. Last week, uh, we heard Gail and Trent talk about their uh, journey of worship, and they spoke about how our worship journey is not necessarily just a journey uh, of a joyful experience, but it's a journey of reality. It's a journey of worshipping in truth, which means that our worship needs to reflect uh, the reality of what we're going through in a day-to-day life. God is not distant from our pain. In fact, God is very present in our pain and our suffering. God, in fact, is our great comforter. And as we journey through life's good times and into the dark times, uh, we find that he is a great comfort along that journey. So if you didn't hear that story, I would encourage you uh, to have a listen uh, to last week's sermon. Uh, But today I want to talk about worship from a slightly different angle. Um, I want to go back to where our worship experience begins. When someone first comes into a church, Um, and they see what's going on. They might look at us and say, why are are all these people singing? Why are they doing that? What's going on here? I guess these people just really like to sing. And I want to give some context, I guess, and say, why do we like to sing? Why do we, as a church, love to worship? And bring some understanding to that. So let's have a look at 1 John Four, verse 19, a very simple verse that says, we love because he first loved us. Psalm 139 says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Now, I'm a father of four beautiful children, and from the day that they were born, I have loved them, simply because they belong to me, not because of anything they did, but who they are to me. And when they were newborns, there was nothing that they could do to make me love them. And this is the same idea we see in these scriptures. As as a parent, God gives us a taste of his heart towards us in the way that we love our children. God first loved us. The psalmist talks about how God knew us in the womb. He was involved in carefully creating and designing us. And all of this was done before we even knew who God was. So this is what it means when it says God first loved us. So just as I, as a father, love my children from the moment they were born, simply because they belong to me, the father loves us simply because we belong to him. We are part of his family. And this is the starting point of why we worship. The first step is understanding that God has first loved us. And when we understand that he has loved us first, we can then respond to his love with our worship. Before we bring anything to God in worship, before 
we give anything in our worship. We need to allow God to love us. And when we receive God's love, we can learn our value to Him. We can learn our worth to Him. And then worship becomes our response to His love. The first thing we have to learn is to allow God to love us. And that's where worship starts. My kids, when they were newborns, all that they did was sleep and eat. They did nothing else, you know, and all I could do was provide for their needs upon them. They spend a lot of time learning to receive my love. And we need to spend a lot of time simply letting the Father love us, learning to receive his love. Just like a newborn, learning to receive love. We need to learn that we are loved. We need to know that we are his children. We need to learn how much we are valued and accepted by the Father, just as we are. This is the first step in a healthy worship relationship, learning what it means to allow God to love us. So when my kids were newborns, we cared for them for weeks before we got any sign of affection from them. You know that feeling when you're waiting as a parent, you know, you're waiting for that first return of affection, that first smile. You know, you're feeding, you're caring, you're loving, and it can take weeks sometimes before it comes. And as a parent, when that first smile comes, it lights you up. And this is just like the Father. You know, He loves upon us, and eventually we respond with our love, with our worship and our affection, and His face just lights up. The Father is just waiting for that first smile from us. This is the picture of worship. This is why we worship. This is what's going on behind all the singing. We're responding to God's love for us. And in allowing God to love you, you begin to understand your worth to him, your value to him, and you respond in kind uh, with your worship. Worship is our response to his love. And this is why we also invite the Holy Spirit to come, to come and remind us of the Father's love, to invite him in to the space where we are at the time. We might be suffering, something might be going on in our lives, we might have hard times, or we might be going through good times. God, the Spirit of God wants to meet us exactly where we are. And he comes and loves us first, and then we respond with our worship. And if we worship without the sense of I'm acceptable to God or from this place of where he first loved me, worship can become difficult because we can fall into this sense of, well, maybe I'm not good enough for God. Maybe I haven't read my Bible enough or maybe I have to do something in order to get God to love me. We may fall into this place where we don't know what the Father thinks of me. And we may end up with a distorted view of worship. Now, when Israel was in the desert, they had just come out of Egypt. 
you know, and Moses went up the mountain to spend 40 days with God. And the people had decided that um, Moses was dead. And so they decided to make a new God. And they made a golden calf and declared that that was now their God. I believe they had a very different idea of what worship was at that time. They didn't understand that worship started from this place of God first loving them. You see, they had come out from Egypt where they'd seen all sorts of pagan worship, the worship of Egyptian gods, even the worship of Pharaoh himself as a god. And this sort of worship is different. It's all about pleasing the god, pleasing the pagan god in order to get something from them, giving their worship and getting something in return. This kind of worship is more like a transaction, okay? Where you give worship hoping to receive something in a return, just like any transaction. Like when you go to McDonald's, you hand over $10 and you receive a Big Mac meal in return. It's a transactional type of worship. There is no love relationship attached to this worship at all. I believe this is what Israel thought worship was like at this time. Worship to them was like a transaction. God had give, got them out of Egypt and they now had decided they'd got enough from what God was doing and they needed to move on. Let me give you an example. So if I was a farmer and I need rain for my crops to grow, you know, I might decide that I need to worship the rain god. Okay, so for my crops to grow, I need rain. So I would take an offering or make a sacrifice to the rain god. And if I pleased the rain god um, with my sacrifice, okay, then I would get rain. If I didn't please uh, the rain god, uh, they would get angry and possibly send me a flood. So I would worship the rain god in order to get something. Okay? In fact, the only reason I would worship the rain god is to get something. There is no love relationship in this idea of worship. And I assume if, if I could give the rain god money, just like a transaction, I would probably do that instead. Because in the end of it, I'm in this sort of worship just for it to benefit me, to get rain for my crops. And this kind of worship was simply like a transaction. So Egypt goes out and finds themselves another god, makes a golden calf. And I believe they didn't understand that worship was about God loving them first, a love relationship. Their view was purely transactional and they did what they could get out of it. Now we have to be careful that we don't replace God's love with a transactional worship mindset. We need to understand that we don't come to worship the Father in order to get something. We don't come to worship in order to please or appease the Father. We come to worship because God first loved us and we love him in return. And if we do, our idea of worship just becomes like a transaction. We need to return to our first love just like what Israel eventually did. We need to return to our first love and remember 
that God always loves us and is willing to love us. We need to remind ourselves how much he cares and loves us first. We need to get to that place where we can allow God to love us. If we are worshipping with the idea that we have to worship in order to get something from God, we have the wrong idea. So in Matthew 7, it says, How much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? The nature of this is our Father is a good Father. He knows how to give good gifts to his children. He gives us what we need because he first loves us, not because we worship him. We worship him because he has first loved us. So this is where I'll finish. But if you've never thought about this idea that God first loves you, I would encourage you to take some time, find a place where you can simply sit and uh, maybe listen to some worship music and invite the Holy Spirit to come. Invite the Holy Spirit to show you how much the Father loves you and learn this idea of allowing God to love you. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, we welcome your presence. We thank you that you have come to us. You have first loved us because you knew us and you create us deep within your heart. I pray that you will remind everyone here today how much you love them, how much you value them. I pray and thank you that you are the great comforter and you provide comfort to all those who need it in this time. We pray for all the families and their children that are going back to school tomorrow as well. We pray for your spirit of protection to love them. And we bless you and thank you that you are not like the other gods. You don't need us to worship, but you love us first. Help us to learn that you are the source of life and that we can learn to allow you to love us. In Jesus' name, amen.